This is the Warrington Football Podcast, Season 2, sponsored by Touchline UK. On the show tonight, we have got a roundup of Warrington Town and Warrington Ryland's exploits in the FA Cup this weekend. We've got a full roundup of all of the Cheshire leagues. We've got the Warrington Saturday and Sunday leagues. We've also got a roundup of the women's and the vets leagues, as well as Joe's refereeing question and a couple of good news stories at the end. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, Rick here. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Warrington's finest referee, Mr. Joe Hitchmore. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, Rick. And yourself? Yeah, really, really good. Thank you. Refereeing this weekend? Refereeing this weekend, yeah. Refereed last weekend, too. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Look forward to hearing a few stories about cards given out. So, Always great to hear those. So I've still not given out my first red card of the season yet. So... Oh, bet you, bet you twitchy, aren't you? Oh, as a referee, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, all the all the games I've refereed so far have been a uh, very mild mannered. Couple of couple of yellow cards, but nothing serious. Brilliant. Also joined tonight by the Queen of Warrington Football, Miss Helen Dobson. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Rick. Are you? Yeah, great. Uh, double game this weekend for you, Town on Saturday and Warrington Town Women's on Sunday. Yeah, and a spot of refereeing as well. And a spot of refereeing. Spot um, of refereeing. I just saw Joe's ears perk up then. He <laughs> was like a meerkat. To go over to the dark side. <laughs> I know. I don't know if it's quite for me, but I uh, actually enjoyed it. It was good. It was good. Oh, well, there you go. It's just, you did your halfway, though. Yeah, the hardest thing for me was not shouting man on or time. <laughs> yeah. players. I just felt like I was in there with them. We we talked about that when uh, Roy Naylor was on. I was saying that uh, in my first game, I gave a corner and then got into position to defend the corner. <laughs> and, so, and, and Roy was saying there uh, one time the ball was coming over and he started thinking about running up and heading it. <laughs> you just can't. You never let go of it. No, you can't switch off from playing, can you? No. No, it was good though. I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll be the uh, next referee in, the female referee in Warrington, but it was good. It was good fun. Oh, glad you enjoyed it. I'll hear more about it in a bit. And last, but by no means least, um, if he can stop eating a Big Mac, we are joined by Mr. Tim Tate. Good evening. Happy to be here. Loads to talk the, about. Uh, was that the double quarter pounder or the uh, Big Mac chaser then, Tim? Why, why why, do you have to tell everyone about my eating habits, all right? Listen, I'm a growing lad. It might be sideways, but I'm a growing lad, okay? I'm sure you've earned it this weekend, mate. I have, I have. Watched loads of football. Some great ladies football yesterday. Some great vets football. Yeah. 
done some good Brilliant. work this week. Look forward to hearing all about it in a little bit. Uh, going to start tonight with a roundup of this weekend's FA Cup action. So, um, contrasting fortunes again for the two Warrington teams. Um, we'll start with the good news. Um, Warrington Rylands went away to FC United on Saturday. So, um, really hostile atmosphere if you've ever been there. But I've always really enjoyed um, going to FC United's wonderful, wonderful stadium there. The FC fans always really get behind the teams and it's always a good match between Rylands and FC. Um, on Saturday, it was, for me, it was by far Rylands' best performance of the season. We we absolutely dominated the game from pretty much the first minute. FC started pretty well, um, had a bit of possession, started um, getting down the sides of Rylands, but... Um, Sam Wilson and James Butler, two centre-backs for Ireland, were just in imperious form, just defended everything that was coming their way. Um, weathered that early storm um, and Ireland could have taken the lead. Um, Modu Torre had a really, really good shot from about 25 yards that so was dipping in, but for a really good save by FC United goalkeeper Pat Boys. Um, he made a couple of good saves, actually. I think he's on loan from Fleetwood. So he's really, really good goalkeeper for FCs to have. Um, about three minutes later, Ryland took the lead. Um, ball was worked down the right-hand side. Clive Smith um, won a flicked header into Modu Torre, who kind of dragged the ball round and then backheeled it back to him around a defender. Clive Smith got to the byline and pulled a cross back and Adama Sidibe has launched himself full stretch and headed the ball kind of up and over from um, like helping it in the same direction from where the cross has come. Um, it's on social media. So if you get a chance to, to watch it, it's an absolutely stunning header. It's really, really good header by Adama. Um, that saw us through to half time, um, And then again, start of the second half, FC United had a couple of chances but nothing really troubling Rylands. Then Adama Sidibe again picked up the ball on halfway. He's run past about three players and unleashed an absolute rocket of a shot from the edge of the area. And it's smacked against the post. The rebounds then fall into Adama, who's pushed wide, and he pulls the ball across the six-yard line. And it falls slightly behind Modu Torre, but he just manages to adjust his body to get just enough contact to roll it over the line for 2-0. Then Torre turned from scorer to provider as he drove inside from in the centre circle, took on three players and then rolled a ball between the two centre-backs for James Neal's captain to left-footed, just stroke the ball into the corner for his first of the season. And then... The floodgates open really and the chances just kept coming for Rylands and though we didn't add to any um, till about 10 minutes to go when Ben Huff scored his first goal for the club, um, a free kick in the centre circle was sent to the right wing by James Butler to Scott Bacor who did well to whip a ball across and Ben Huff was inside the six yard box to just roll the ball past the keeper again. So 4-0 Really, really didn't flatter Rylands. Um, 
speaking to Cleggy after the game, he's just couldn't be more proud of the boys and and the transformation in this team from when Michael Clegg took over has just been absolutely incredible. The um the togetherness in the squad at the minute is just a joy to behold and the um the links between the players and the fans is is really good as well. So that's put Ryland into the third qualifying round of the FA Cup for the very first time in our history. So that's a nice little bit of history for Cleggy and the boys. Um, that draw took place today and Ryland have been drawn away at Macclesfield Town. So that will be taking place on Saturday the 30th of October. So that's got the makings of a really, really good cup tie again. So there'll be a huge crowd again at Macclesfield, who will still be seething from the game a couple of weeks ago when Ryland's equalised in about the 99th minute. Um, so I'm sure we'll get some really good sort of travelling support again from Ryland's. Before then, though, on Saturday, we travel to Matlock. So that'll be another really difficult game for the Blues. Matlock, really, really strong team at home. So looking forward to that. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. On the other side of town, um, slightly different fortunes again for Warrington Town as they lost for the second time in pretty quick succession to Curzon Ashton. Um, Helen, I believe you were at the game. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, so I was at the previous game as well when they played Curzon Ashton I think it was 3-0 that we lost and um, it was a much better game this time was it it (laughs) 4-1 see that's how bad my memory is that's the one where I was up in the box so I obviously wasn't paying attention they were playing in yellow as well (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah terrible memory Um, but yeah I know that we lost 3-2 this time (laughs) because it wasn't that long ago so I can kind of remember it Um, but yeah the Curzon were better team basically for the majority of the game we did have spells to be honest the game had everything really it had red cards it had penalty it had a disallowed goal um you know we hit the bar a couple of times um we were really unlucky in in some spells they scored first because national scored first from a goal on the edge of the area and uh, went into the corner and then Bowen Dixon um it was one all then to Warrington. Bowen Dixon had a long-range uh, shot, was saved by the keeper, and Motley Henry got there before the defender and tapped it in for one all. Uh, Warrington then went 2-1 up with a screamer from Bowen. This is the goal I didn't even see because I don't know what I was doing. I, I, I turned around and I just hear everyone scream and roar, um, and I've seen it on the highlights now, and it was an absolute screamer. He, he was miles away from the... Um, from the box but yeah great goal if you've seen that on uh, on the highlights on Twitter or if you've not definitely watch it it was a great goal um, Motley, Motley Henry actually scored um, in the first half where it was offside and that would have made it uh, 3-1 but yeah it was it was just offside actually we were just in line and it, it was there uh, well yeah Tim's got it up <laughs> it was he's, a great he's goal what, Helen? <clears throat> he's got <laughs> that, that's got to be edited out. <laughs> that's Absolutely why you need not. to see what's Absolutely going on the screen. Not, that is staying in. <laughs> he had the goal <laughs> yeah. up. 
on the screen. The goal, the goal, right, okay. You regret that now, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it went to, yes, second half, so it went to um, two all when they had a penalty. I personally thought it was quite harsh of a penalty. Um, apparently he was pulled down with his shirt, but even when you watch it on the highlights, it's it's quite, you know, he went down really easy and, and I don't think it was penalty. It's quite yeah, very soft. It's, it's all it's always really hard to see on obviously all all the um MPL and National League clubs use VO cameras now. So the VO's yeah. really, really good, but obviously it's a static camera that, that films it. So it is it's a good distance away. To me, it it does look soft. There probably yeah. is a bit of a pull there, but the lad's the lad's gone for it fully and and he's got the decision. So Yeah. Yeah, he's throwing throwing himself down either way, and um, yeah, so that was two all for the penalty, and then they uh, they scored for for three two near um, near full time. Actually, it was a great cross. We were where we were stood, we could see the curl of the ball, um, and then the, the their guy hedged it in into the near post. So brilliant goal! But yeah, they were unlucky. Yeah. Like I said, they we hit the bar twice. Yeah, it was um, it was again, wasn't it? H. Yeah, he had a great game so, again. So, ex-town player in, in the league game, I think he set three goals up and in the FA Cup game, he scored the winner. So, it, it just shows how much ex-players can come back to haunt you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then also a bit of drama near the end. Motley Henry got sent off. Again, I, I didn't... What I saw, from what I could see, because it's kind of down the line, um, when I looked... The other guy, the Curse National player, had hold of Motley Henry's leg and was pulling him. Um, he kind of jumped away from that, and then one of their players came and clattered him. <laughs> and they were both rolling around on the floor, and they they both got sent off. Basically, I don't I don't know I, from what I could see at the time. I didn't understand why Motley Henry got sent off, but I don't know if there was any sort of stamp or anything. You know, whatever the referee saw, I'm not sure, but. But they both got sent off, and obviously that that then doesn't help, does it? it was it proved to be quite a um testy game right at the end, you know, a bit bit touchy yeah. with players, but but no, it was a good um, game, and like I said, they played much better than the last time, and um, just unfortunately they they were on the wrong end. The result. Yeah, was that was that a straight red for Motley Henry or two? I think yellows? it was. Yeah, because I don't. No, I think it was so, a straight red. I think they both got straight reds. So that'll be a three-game suspension for him and. I've not heard anything yet, so I'm not sure if his loan spell has been extended or not. I'm not heard. I'm not sure. Yet. Well, Amos isn't back yet. He's not. He's, I don't no. even think he's back from injury yet. And then obviously he's got suspension. Um, Jordan no. Buckley's injured Jordan's again. Injured. Um, obviously the news this week coming out of town was that Tony Thompson has been released. So yeah, the the squad really is down to the bare bones now, and that. That makes it no winning six games now for for Warrington Town. So, um, next game for them is at home on Saturday against Kings Lynn, who obviously there's that massive massive history with, in that Kings Lynn beat Warrington Town in the the fabled Super Playoff final um, a few years ago. So, Warrington will really be wanting to get a bit of revenge and just get a win because obviously you don't want to get in a, a long run of not having a win. And the, the longer it goes, the harder it is to get that first win. Yeah, definitely. It needs, needs to be a must win, doesn't it, on, on Saturday? I'll be going the game anyway, so 
I'll be sure to, re- to watch it and report back yeah. and not miss You'll goals. I'll be sure to forget it, so it's okay. <laughs> Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Um, we're going to go on to the women's game now. So, H, game yesterday, how was it? It was a great game. Um, we won, so we, we beat Mossley Hill 8 2. So full of goals. Um, we you dominated don't have all over the park. Games, do you at all? No, we don't. It's got have goals. You, you, you want to see a good game? game? Had less than eight goals yet. Less than did eight you, goals, did yeah. One. Did you have a two-one a few weeks ago? We had a, we had a two-one. Yeah, that was a good good tough game. Any close games seem to be quite um, you know, low scoring. But anything yeah, else, yeah, yeah, quite high scoring. Like two four threes, and yeah. then. <laughs> Uh, two one, and then a seven nil. Then you won. And... Did you win ten? Yeah, don't, don't say what the night. No, no, you no, know you we lost didn't. Ten, <laughs> lost ten nil, and then wins. It's just crazy, isn't it? So it is. it's it is. It's great, just... great for people to come and watch, though. It is. Yeah, I was at the game yesterday. It was a great game. Uh, some really good moments in the game. One of my favourite moments was the second goal. Um, came from the right winger. Um, slotted it in the top top bin really nicely from the right. Helen did a great performance, saved the centre half at one point and and covered really well and headed it back to the keeper. I think your keeper's ace, Helen. The KD, yeah, she's yeah. Good. Wow, she commands the whole pitch, doesn't she? She's yeah, shouting oh, at the forwards shouts. to get back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but midfielders had it a bit hard at times, didn't they? They didn't get much time on the ball, but. Football-wise, you played, I thought you were a level above. Um, the triangles, keeping the ball on the floor, keeping a hold of the ball, using it use it in the right way, whereas they seemed a little bit scatty. Um, mm. They tried to run everything down the right-hand side, even though their number nine was trying to sneak behind you. She, she didn't get a sniff, did she, of the ball? Um, mm-hmm. No. She got a bit. She got a bit naughty at points, didn't she? She threw a foot in at one point. I think it was. Is it Dicko in the middle? She went Dicko, slide. Yeah. yeah, she tried yep. to snap her in half at one point, but you know, yeah, fr- frustration. But you went in at half time four nil. Although you didn't know what the score was, did you? <laughs> no. We See, did have a laugh is, about oh, it, didn't we? We're really highlighting how bad my memory is. <laughs> yeah, I do. When I play football, I don't remember the score. I just play and concentrate and just we try and get as many goals as we can and I try and defend as many goals just, as we can. But just doing your job, aren't you? I am. That's what I'm yeah. just focusing on my job. Who, who's the <laughs> who's who's the girl up front, Alan? Because I thought she was so clean. Sam. Yeah. Sam Hassel. Very good. Yeah, she she's it. She loves a good toe poke goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't she think she did any yesterday. She doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she you... she scored. She scored two goals uh, before half time yesterday, actually. Yeah, she did. Um, yeah, in quite su- quick succession as well, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Um, I did miss one because my son was digging in the mud at the side of the pitch, but yeah, <laughs> just making sure he was still there. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was a it was a great game, and and like Tim said, we did we did dominate, and we played how we know we can play. Like sometimes, 
sometimes as well when we come up against teams that aren't as good like you say is at our level um we kind of lower our standards as well but this Sunday we we didn't we we played really well and um I'll go through the goals so Chloe Green got the first one after four minutes so it was a really good start um for us Carla Burton you mentioned the goal before Tim it was a great goal that was seven minutes later yeah and then Sam Hassel got two goals just before half time so it took us into the uh half time at four nil Second half, we had goals from Megan Osborne. One of them was a screamer. She just took it down the line. I just felt like everyone was watching her. And she just hit it from from outside the box and it just went right over the keeper into the net. It was a, it was a brilliant goal. Um, Chloe Green got her second again. And then the last one was a great own goal. Um, I felt sorry for the girl, actually. She did similar to what I was doing, passing it, heading it back to the keeper. But hers kind of went past the keeper and right in the net. Oh. So it was a, uh, it was it was cruel really, but it was a great own goal, um, and of course they scored two as well. Uh, one was a, from a corner, um, and then one was a scramble that kind of went over, um, over and into the net. But but yeah, great great result, great performance. Um, and then next week we're against Hindley away. That's going to be um, I think they're fifth in the league. That's going to be tough. That they're always a, a tough team to play against, and and obviously it's away as well. So. Um, we're looking forward to that, but should should take take the result from yesterday into next week, and uh, and we should we should do it. Hey, and um, can you tell us how Lim Rovers women got on yesterday? H. Yeah, let me get Lee. So Lee Wright, the manager, sent me a, a quick text summary. Um, so they played JPS ladies. The score final score was nine one. Another. <laughs> High scoring uh, game there, so it was two one two one. Oh, I'll read out what he said. Two one to us early on. Then we pulled away, and it was seven one. So it sounds like there was a lot of goals consecutively going in. Um, so seven one at half time. Lee said that they took it easy in the second half. They got three new signings, so they brought those on. They carried on playing great football and scored another two goals. Um, and the final score was 9-1. The goals were scored by Ellie Theaker. She got four goals. She sounds like she scores quite a lot of goals, actually. She seems to score every week. Yeah, um, I think she Macy scored Wilden. four last week as well. She I, did, yeah. I, yeah, I, she I only saw like the um, social media post. They just put the surnames on, so I, I didn't know what her first right. name was. Yeah, yeah, Ellie Theaker, four. And then Macy Wilding got four as well. So it sounds like another great goal scorer. And then Millie Bales scored one for the... Um, for the ninth goal so yeah sounds like another great win they're doing really well in Rovers so hopefully they can get out of the league they're in and push on to you know the league above next season yeah they've had a fantastic start haven't they I think they've scored nine or above in every game so far so it's it just yeah. shows that when when a new team's formed it's really difficult to to place them in the correct league so clearly Lim Rovers women probably aren't in the right league if they're yeah, if they're at the team straight away, they might yeah. But you you have to start somewhere, don't you? You can't just drop into a higher league. Yeah, it's the same with us. We we had to start in the Cheshire League at the bottom, and we got promoted in you know two consecutive seasons. So, um, you eventually get to the league that you need to be, and then get get stuck in that league for ages, as we're finding out. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, we we know the the major issues with that with only one team being yeah. promoted. And there'll there'll always be one one team that pretty much runs away with it, and it's how everyone else deals with the chasing them. So it's it is difficult. Yeah, it is. It's it's proven to be difficult for us. Obviously, everyone knows 
the issues with uh, won't talk about it too much, but but about Withenshaw. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I think it's clear that they're going to go. They're going to go up. But again, like we've said, you know, we're what six games in, and people are kind of already looking at the league, thinking, well, when we've not got a chance of promotion, it kind of gives you no gives you no incentive. Not no incentive because I'd like to think that we still have incentive every time we play. But there's no there's nothing to aim for really, is there? Um, yeah, there's no real jeopardy in it, is there? No. So no. how many how many teams get relegated out of your league? So there's two two teams get relegated. Um, so you basically just, one just go up. effectively playing just not to finish in the bottom two. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, if, that's basically it's what very it obvious that there's there's a team there that's going to probably run away with it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, we've got cool. we've got the FA Cup as well. We've got that in a couple of weeks. That's on the first of October. That's at home as well, um, at Tatley Walkers. So that we're hoping that if anyone's listening to the podcast and fancies coming to watch a women's game, um, it's against Chester. So it, we're drawn against Chester. It's Chester. It's the second qualifying round. So we got a bye in the first qualifying round because we we finished so high up in the uh, last season in the FA Cup. So um, yeah, it's going to prove to be a great game. Chester in our, in our league. So. We know it's going to be a tough challenge. They're a great team, but it's always a good game when we play against them. Um, but yeah, Tatley Walkers um, on the 1st of October, so please come down and cheer the ladies on. Brilliant. Um, is there any other cup competitions that you're involved in? Do you have like a Cheshire Cup or a League yeah, Cup? Yeah, we have a League Cup. Um, I don't know when they are yet. The fixtures haven't come out yet, um, but they usually start October, November time. So we, we do have a County Cup. Cool. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Now going to bring Mr. Joe Hitchmore in with his officiating question for the week, as Tim just looks like he's swallowed that Big Mac hole. So, Joe, fire away that question for us tonight. Right, okay, it's just a yes or no answer this week. Make it quite yes. simple. <laughs> okay, you play advantage after a foul, but the player in possession kicks a long ball upfield. It accidentally strikes a teammate, a teammate, a teammate, and rebounds over the keeper's head and into the goal. Is it an own goal? Say that again. Say that one more time. Okay, so you play an advantage after a foul. Okay. The player in possession kicks a long ball upfield. He accidentally strikes a teammate and it rebounds over the goalkeeper's head. Is it a goal? So when it, when the player's kicked it forward, mm-hmm. it's effectively hit the lad and gone backwards over his own keeper. Yeah, so you've it's been a foul, but you've played an advantage. The player's gone to smack the ball up the pitch. It's hit against the teammate. Gone up, over the keeper, and it's gone in. Yeah, for me, that's a goal. Yeah, I'm going to say a goal as well. Yes. No, you can spare the players' blushes on this one. It's not an own goal. Because the law law advantage is clear. Okay? You have to penalise the original offence if the anticipated advantage does not transpire into an immediate passage of play. Does that make sense? 
Joseph, you know 100% that if that happened in a game, the I'd referee would give it. it. <laughs> <laughs> 100% that would be given as a goal. I think at grassroots football, that would probably happen 99 times out of 100. I think if you've got in, the Premier League where you've got level, people though, looking at the laws, they'll go and wipe it out. Yeah, even in top level, I think that would still be given. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't think it's top level because, like I say, it's it's against the laws of the game. And, you, you know, it, I like to think the people on VAR as well are also checking it. I always think sometimes when these things take a little bit longer, they're checking the law themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's so difficult with the advantage rules. So mm-hmm. we had um, on Saturday, the referee played advantage and the only advantage was that Rylands were in possession. The actual the lad got the ball. He was on the touchline, surrounded by three players. So there was absolutely no chance that he was ever going to get an advantage. But the referee said that he'd played advantage. So we ended up losing the ball, and, and FC United got the ball back, whereas it should have been pulled back. But he said, I gave you the opportunity to use the advantage. You didn't use it, so play on. So that's kind of why I think that if if the player in in your scenario has just booted the ball against his own teammate, tough. Yeah, a good um, a good tip that was given to me one time by another referee. Because I was we were talking about you know player advantage because of that case scenario where sometimes you see the advantage and you give it, but by the time you've given it, it's gone. But he said, count three seconds in your head. Yeah, slowly one. Two, three, no advantage, pull it back. Yeah, yeah, it's sensible. If you remember to do it, it works. If you don't remember to do it, you'd have an argument. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Um, did you referee any games on Saturday, Joe? I did. I refereed uh, Bruce and Holton Borough um, at the Frank Myler in Witness. Um, good game, very close. Nothing between the two teams. Um, but Holton Borough came out victors 2 1. Um, I think they only won about three games last season, and they've won three out of the opening four. So, big turnaround for them. Doing really well. Uh, one of the goals was a known goal by Bruce. Bruce of Bruce. Bruce Fiddler, yeah. Yeah, it's a great name, isn't it? Bruce Fiddler. Bruce Fiddler. <laughs> Came across and he had it into his own goal. Uh, I don't really remember the other goals, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Carl Mather scored Bruce's only goal, didn't he? That's right, yeah. Carl Mather scored it, yeah. It's, um, a, it's a left foot about 30 yards out. It's quite a good goal, to be fair to me. Like the older Carl Mather, that wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, Carl, Carl was with you years ago, wasn't he? And he was, he was just unplayable at times. Uh, on yeah. Well, once you get Carl in form, he's gonna he's gonna rip it up. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. good game though. Nothing between the two teams. Uh, great conduct by both teams as well. There's uh, one yellow card, which uh, you, you knew the lad was going to do it as soon as it 
as soon as he well before the foul even happened, he, he's got to take him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it was one of them. <laughs> you already had your hand in your pocket before he's even kicked him. Yeah, he said. He said to me, he said sorry, but I had to do it. I said, I oh, know, I would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's accepted it straight away. There's no arguments about it. Yeah, no, no arguments. I just need to put it through, actually. <laughs> so, in the Warrington and District Saturday League Premier Division, the rest of the results, um, Barnworth beat Wollstone Rovers 2-1. Pierpoints and Rainhill shared a 2-2 draw. Um, Sidak travelled to Runcorn and won 4-1. Um, Village beat Tarleton 6-3. Um, Sankey Vale beat Victoria Park 3-0. And Winstanley beat Croft 13-0. So in the Prem, um, Sankey are top with 12 points out of possible 12. So absolutely fantastic start for them. Um, Sidak, Wollstone and Halton all tied on nine points and Rainhill on seven points. Into Division One, Burtonwood lost 5-3 at home to Blackbrook. Orford and Woodlands drew 1-1 and Wollstone Rovers Reserves lost 5-4 at home to Digmore. And the table in Division One, Blackbrook are top on 12 points. Woodlands and Orford trailing on 10 points with Wollstone Rovers on six points. Into Division 2, only a couple of games. Um, Croft lost 2-0 at home to Church Inn and Hale Bank drew 1-1 with Crossfield. So um, only a couple of games so far in Division 2. Windle and Orford both 100% so far. So, Joe, can you run us through the Sunday leagues, please? Certainly can. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Okay, it was uh, it was a week of cup, just all, yeah, all cup games. The Parker Fleming Shield. So is that just individual leagues or is it the Sunday? No, Premier that's um, yeah, that's both the leagues. Every team both competes leagues together. Yep. Uh, so Avon Villa beat. Uh, so Avon Villa got beat by Brookvale three uh, nil. Clockface Miners and Sankey two 0 win for Sankey. And uh, the, the team I love because I can never say their name: Heron Nicosia, 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 <laughs> Nicosia. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yep. Beating by Earlstown 2 uh, sorry, beat Earlstown 2 0. Uh, a massive win for Red Admiral. They beat King's Head 7 1. A great win for uh, Ruskin Drive 10 0. Oh, we, we need Bruce. to talk about that. <laughs> That's coming we need up. To talk about that Bruce game. So, um, one of our good news stories this week Ash is absolutely devastated that he's not here with us tonight, but he's been called into work because he had some wonderful news that. He is now registered as a player for Bruce Sunday team and he made his debut against Ruskin on Sunday. And in his words, he changed the game. So he came on for the last 15 minutes in goal when Bruce were losing 8 0. 
and the game finished 10 nil. So he's he's counting that almost as a clean sheet for himself. <laughs> so I'm sure when he's next on, he'll be telling us all about his uh, footballing exploits again. Okay, just to round it up, a uh, Bulls head beat St. Ben's 7 0. Good win for the bridge against the Crown 4 1. And then Warrington Dominoes beat Witness Basils 5 1. That's the uh, Sunday Cup. Thank you very much, Joe. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. I'm just going to hand over to Mr. Timothy Tate, who can tell us all about the Vets games this weekend. Tim, did you have a game? Uh, no, we had no game this weekend. I was supposed to play Grapnel, but unfortunately... They could not feel the team this week. So rather than taking the points, I said, can we please rearrange? Because you don't get that many games in vets. I like playing football. Oh, you're a good man, Tim. A lot of a lot of teams would have just taken the points on that one, wouldn't they? Don't you don't get the you don't get the satisfaction of a victory though, dear, or or the game time. Even if it's even if we lose, it's better to play ninety minutes than not to play it, in my opinion. Yeah, I I completely agree. Could, Especially as as you only have one game every two weeks to lose a game, that's then four weeks without a game. Yeah, I get some grump, grumpy old men moaning at me. Then you see, so I have to go and watch other people play. Um, so Wolston in Division Two, Wolston Rovers played Sutton Junction. Uh, Wolston Rovers came away three one winners. So my mate Lee Bennett will be very happy with that. Um. Same in Division 2, Moore played Collegiate Old Boys, which is a team from Liverpool. Um, Moore came out 2-1 winners, so that's a, a good result for the Moore Vets guys. Mr Burton will be very happy. I've seen a bit of a banter trying to be started today between uh, Lee Bennett and Lee Burton, so a bit of battle of the Lees in Division 2 this uh, this season for uh, the old gents. So that'll be a good giggle. I'm going to try and get to that game when it happens. Um, Cheshire Cheese played at Morley Common uh, against Blackbrook from St. Helens. Uh, Cheshire Cheese came out 3-2 winners in Division 4. And then the game I was at on Sunday, it was Green Olds Vets, just before I watched uh, Helen and the ladies destroy Mossley Hill. Um, so Green Olds had all the possession. It was very... Very relaxed game for them, I thought. They controlled the game really well. Manchester Rovers were getting very frustrated. You played against Manchester Rovers a couple of seasons ago, didn't you, Rick? Yeah, I think so. With the bets. Um, so not a bad side, but just Green Olds just, were just far better. Um, Steve Dowsett, David France at the back just mopped everything up. They didn't even really have that many shots, to be honest. They just cleaned it up and passed it out. They're very good football inside Green Hall, so they'd like to play it on the floor, knock it about side to side and then push forward. I think they could get a few more goals if they did push it forward. They've got some quick lads up top. Um, so, about the, they went 1-0 up just before half-time. Um, very easy. 
comfortable. Went out second half. My friend Steve Worrell was a very happy man. He's he's quite. If you've ever met Steve, he's quite quiet in a pitch. But that day he was quite vocal. He was telling his team, you know, keep it out, look after it. Well done, he's, supported he's them. Still playing in goal, then. Yeah, he's playing in goal, but he's he's got a bit dodgy. I've got a funny story for you in a minute about Steve because he he said he said to me, so you seem quite happy there, Steve. Very vocal today. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm having my clean sheet. I've not had a clean sheet this season. Nah. So, as as soon as those two words come out of a keeper's mouth, you know they're going to concede. Yeah, he, he's, like, he's one he, of those unwritten rules. Even if you're on the bench, you never even mention clean sheet until the full time whistle. It was his own doing as well. But uh, just before that, um, gentleman's first game, Jamie Clark. Jamie was playing right back. Jamie, big lad. I thought it um thought he'd had his shirt sprayed on. To be fair, he's, he's a big, muscly lad. He apparently played semi pro rugby. But he was he was really good at football as well. He was he was great, and he he went right down the right hand side. He must have skinned about three or four players, and it he hit the ball. But I think the keeper thought the way he hit it, it was going to go wide. So the keeper just put his hands up, and it just went top bins in the right hand corner of the of the net. And the keeper just looked, you know, with shock <laughs> on his face. Um, and then Steve had a ball come in a few minutes later. Thought he had it safely, padded it out straight to their striker and then knocked it straight past. But Steve stayed on the floor for a bit, saying his knee was injured. You know, I think he was trying to take away the bad, bad padding out of the uh, <laughs> the ball. So I was sat in the pub with Steve afterwards, winding him up. And uh, he's, he's, he's really looking forward to me and telling this story today. Oh, I bet um, he is. Yeah, but... All in all, I was quite impressed with the way they played football. We had a pre-season game against them. It, it was a good game for us, and we, we played quite well. So um, I think they'll do really well this year, Green Alls, in that league. Brilliant. And that's the roundup for the vets this week. Oh, Thank sorry. You. No, I'm telling Porkies. No. There's one more game, Mr Hitchmo. The tomato face man we had a picture of the other week, refed it. <laughs> and it was between Tavern, who were crossfield last season, versus Pair Points Friendly. Is that Wilkie's um, Tavern? Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, I believe from the reports I got from some of the lads from my team, because they were watching from the sideline, I hope they behaved themselves, Joe, um, that Tavern got off to a really good start in the first half. I believe they were 2-0 up at one point. Yeah, they, they played really well, Tavin. Um, um, really slow start from pair points. Um, but yeah, then just uh, kind of took over in the second half. But I think yeah. Tavin started messing around with the team a little bit and trying plays in different positions and different tactics. Yeah, which, um, which you want to do in a friendly. It's the right place. And, to it, do and it, it, was, it was. It was a good friendly. It was a, played in a nice manner. It was a, a big laugh when they, uh, they got their new goals and realised the goal nets were too small. <laughs> Couldn't actually peg him down. <laughs> but he saved himself 20 quid. So. so someone's nan's going to be out knitting nets for them, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it, the kit's still not arrived, either. that's on the way. That's coming oh, this week. <laughs> but no, it was a good game. It was it was nice to see uh, Danny Dobbs and uh, Roy Sweeney on the pitch, especially Roy, because I grew up with Roy. Right. He was, uh, he was a year above me and uh, he played in the uh, Northwest Counties, cracking player. Yeah, 
Used to Very play a lot of football against each other on the uh, the playground. Very much uh, like this year, Joe. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the good team. Yeah, the good team. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of the Saturday lads are playing there. Right. But, uh, oh, I hope my mate Kev Ferrigan doesn't turn up for him. Well, he's pushed a pram. Was it? <laughs> 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 yeah, he turned up with Mel. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's... Uh, all, all the older pay points players, they've all turned up there. So, yeah, it was, good. It was a nice game. Yeah. I think there's a really nice vet scene going on in Warrington now. Because, um, yeah, it, it lot... seems to be growing a lot as well. There's, there's at least five, six new teams that have been formed over the summer. Yeah, which makes it hard for me to go around poaching players. Well, I'm sure you'll still be there, Tim. <laughs> How many times did we say last season it's, it's hugely important, I feel, that um, lads of, of our age still have access to, to be playing football. Yeah. And, and it's massive, massive for the mental health of people. And I know I'm going to talk to Helen a little bit about the, um, the walk that she did in a minute. But it's, it's massive to, to keep lads coming out and being involved. And even the social side of it, because obviously we know that as life goes on, your your circle gets smaller and smaller, and to get some to get people out of the house every weekend to play football with the mates is it's massive. It depends what you know about circles, there, Rick, because my circle seems to get bigger every time I have you know my um, McDonald's deliveries. So <laughs> it depends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's there's seven divisions, right, and a prem, and so yeah, it's huge. Yes, it's nuts. And you're playing against really good players when you get to the Prem level. We had to, we had a game against um, Eagle in the summer and knew it was going to be a tough game, but it's a good workout as well when you play that a team that's standard, so organised and stuff. But some of them get paid on a Saturday still, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then you get me who's just had 10 McDonald's and, and trying to chase after him. Well, Lee Trundle was playing in the Vets League last year, wasn't he? Oh, he still is, yeah. And Did, were you at that game? Premiership, it's it's incredible. We we've played against Lee Trundle's team. It's called Page Celtic at JMO, and that, that Astro turf's massive. Oh, it's huge, isn't it? It's absolutely yeah. massive. That's ridiculous. That place. I thought Tetley Walkers were big, but the, this is like another half. <laughs> and How three... old do you have to be to be in the Vets League? I'm I'm only uh, an age. I'm only thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> is that all, Jeff? Is there a, is there an actual 35, limit? Yeah. Is it just, yeah. Thirty-five. Is it over forty-five league as well? Isn't there? there is. There is an over forty-five. Joe's really excited about that one. I can join it now. I'm not looking to joining walking football. Has <laughs> Don McClendon been on to you? Go and play walking football. It's good. Yeah, but it is. It is good. Over thirty-fives. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd still be playing if I'd not got back into coaching as quickly as I did. Yeah, it was just like for me, it was just the injuries because I wasn't used to playing. I'd gone from coaching for twelve years to playing, and just the injuries just mounted up really quickly because I wasn't used to it. That's because you kept leaning back, so you hurt your back when you're taking your penalties. So you know you're not yeah, playing rugby, yeah, mate. Yeah, you're yeah, playing yeah. football. <laughs> 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 I think we should do a walking football team. 
Yeah, I think we yeah, should. I think we should go down and join in and have a laugh. Yeah. And get them on the show. Yeah. Well, we've still got oh, to play... I'd love Man- to get them on the show. It'd be great. We still need to play a six or seven sided game against Man V Fat. I think we should call them out. We need a futsal game as well. Because we'll just let Helen do all the running and we'll just stand there and, you know... And attack well done, Helen. And the passing. Yeah. And the passing <laughs> and the heading. Yeah, <laughs> Let me let me do the running. Just don't give me the ball. Yeah, don't let me shoot. <laughs> if the ball's not moving. I'm okay. If the ball's moving. I'm rubbish. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Last part of the show this evening. Uh, we're going to run through the Cheshire League. So starting with the Prem, um, Broadheath beat Eagle 2-0. So Eagle having a bit of a mini slump at the minute. They dropped down to fifth in league. Um, Congleton lost 1-0 at home against Poynton. Garswood beat Lockstock Graylands 3-2. Parklands beat Middlewich 1-0. Whaley Bridge lost 3-2 at home to Crewe. Wally Range beat Edgerton 4-3. And Wynn Stanley Warriors beat Denton 3-1. So um, in the league, Ulti Reserves are still top on 22 points. They've played a couple of games extra though. Wally Range on 20 points. Then Broadheath on 18th level with Parklands. And as I said, Eagle dropping down to fifth on 17 points. So hopefully Eagle can get back to winning ways sooner rather than later. Into League One, Avon Villa beat Nutsford 1-0. Bollington Town beat Malpas 5-0. Sandbach beat Dayton 2-0. And that sees Dayton drop down to 15th in the league. Uh, Style beat St. Mike's 3-1. Upton beat Vulcan 2-1 and Withenshaw lost 3-2 at home to Newton. Uh, had a couple of cup games as well involving League One teams. Cheadle Heath beat Asheville 4-1 and St. Helens Reserves beat Chatburn 8-1. So in League One, Upton top on 24 points. Then Nutsford on 19, Style on 15, Vulcan on 14 and St. Helens on 13. Into League Two, Hartford lost 5-0 at home against West Didsbury and Charlton. Um, Lim Rovers beat Claybrow 3-0 and stay in eighth position. Mersey Valley lost 4-0 at home to Newton Willows, who have also stayed in seventh. Pilkington beat Main Road 11-0. Sandbach beat St. Helens Town 2-1 and more beat Wigan Town 3-1, and that sees Moore move up to 12th. So in League 2, Pilkington leading the way on 25 points, then Claybrow on 20, Winsford on 18, and Stretford Paddock and Haydock both on 17. Um, we're requested to give the results for the reserves leagues in the Cheshire League as well last week. So in the County Cup, um, Dayton Reserves, who've had some huge scores so far this season, beat Wigan Town 15-0. Eagle Reserves 
drew 1-1 with Broadheath. And in the second division for the reserves, um, more reserves lost 4-1 at home against Crewe. And Withenshaw beat Lim Rovers reserves 4-2. And that is your roundup of all of the weekend's actions. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Just going to finish with a couple of good news stories. So, Helen, um, you weren't on the show last week because I presume by the time we were recording, you were fast asleep after walking through the town all night. So, can you tell us how you got on with uh, Mike Dorr? Yeah, I was shattered. Um, so I did the Hope 100 Warrington walk. Um, I've been helping them out with doing their social media. Um, and obviously then doing that, I had to get involved and actually do the walk as well, not just shout about it. Um, so it started at three o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Very, very early start. Um, yeah, Mike was there, Warrington's old manager. Um, it was great to walk around with him. And it was a 10-mile walk from the Halliwell Jones Stadium. It was actually 10.4 miles, um, that 04 you felt but yeah we walked all the way around Warrington and um, it was a great walk there was two over 250 people there so it was amazing just to kind of see that many people um at that time in the morning walking around and then I think we got back about seven o'clock and um, so a brilliant walk and it was all for all in aid for World Suicide Prevention Day um so it's Hope 100 Warrington and, and they're going to do it every year they do do it every year last year it was um darkness into light i think it was called but they've changed the name to hope 100 um but it's got some great feedback and you know obviously helped a lot of people with the walk on the way um so yeah it was a brilliant event and of course i did that and then had a couple of hours sleep and then played a football game <laughs> which was very tough but i actually managed it I, I didn't i didn't think i'd be able to do it but i did I did the full 90 minutes as well <laughs> That's the game yeah, we beat 10-0, but I'm not saying that's the reason well, you, you managed to play 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it was it was tough. And my legs are actually still now recovering from it. Um, oh, can you imagine? But it was brilliant. It was a great cause, and, and yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it a fantastic cause. And obviously, we retweeted as much as we could about it just to try and spread the word. So yeah, thank you. really, really fantastic cause for, for everyone to be involved in. Um, and I've got a little bit of personal good news to share with everyone as well. And um, we put it on social media this week that me and my lovely, lovely wife, Ria, are expecting our second baby at the end of January. So there'll be um, another one coming. Congratulations. Congratulations again. Oh, thank you very much. Um, Congrats, mate. Yeah, we had the uh, 20 week scan last week. So nice to see everything's all all coming on nicely. So end of January, I'll be uh, even more tired than I already am. <laughs> Do you know if it's a girl or a boy yet? Or are you not finding out? Um, I don't know. Rhea okay. does. Oh. <laughs> so, That's Yeah, I would so slip on up on day one. Yes, she did really well with um with our first child. So I never found out with him till he was born, and she's doing the same this time. But 
she's she's bought loads of clothes already but just um she's told me exactly where they are so i don't accidentally find any clothes oh you're not tempted i'd be so tempted before you do no, that absolutely not i, I really don't want to know I, I want to find out when oh. the baby's born so my <laughs> so son's did she my want son's to know or did she find out by accident no no she sent me out of the room and found out nah. <laughs> so my son um kind of changes his mind every day so sometimes it's a boy sometimes it's a girl sometimes it's a puppy so <laughs> <laughs> right that brings us to the end of this week's show so massive thank you to tim joe and helen as always thanks to mike for putting up with us and for putting the show together and as always this season, massive, massive thank you to Touchline UK for sponsoring this season. Um, that's been the Warrington Football Podcast this week. And once again, hopefully we've shown you that Warrington is more than just a rugby town. Bosh. Every time, every time. <laughs> You've just listened to the Warrington Football Podcast, sponsored by Touchline UK. Follow us on Twitter at Warrington Foot. Get our podcast from Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.